Welcome to The Scoop, brought to you by Indeed, your weekly dose of internal talent news from here and around the globe. So grab your popcorn and open your mind as I hand you over to our anchors from Tarpod, Lauren Sharp and Craig Watson. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Scoop. I'm Craig. And I am Lauren. We are your Ron Burgundy and Veronica Corningstone of the TA News. Do you, know what, do you know what the biggest news is, though, Lauren? What? Bloody hay fever. Oh, fucking hell. Christ on a bike, I tell oh, you now. Jesus. It's just doing my head in. I think it's the worst mm. season I can actually remember. Mm. I've just really just kicked in in the last couple of days and it's horrible. I'm popping Claritine like they're um, Tic Tacs. <laughs> oh, God. If it was a 90s rave, I'd be popping them like um, green Mitsubishi, <laughs> I tell you now. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the news. You're going to kick us off, aren't you? Sorry, I am. I am. So my first one is how Medibank embarked on a four-day workweek trial. Now, I've got this out of HR Director magazine. Mm-hmm. So in October, Medibank announced it was trialling a four-day workweek for 250 of its fabulous staff. The trial was created in partnership with the four-day workweek Global, an organisation that's aiming to shift the way people think about work away from hours to productivity and output. This is interesting, which I think is pretty cool myself. And the results will be monitored by Macquarie University's Health and Wellbeing Research Unit and their business school. So they're taking this shit real seriously. Yeah. So if they're bringing those in to sort of make sure that nothing slips under the radar. Wouldn't you be um, pissed though? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you be pissed though if you weren't one of the 450 selected for the trial? 250. <laughs> oh, 250, sorry. Across all departments and a, a good array and diverse group of people. So it's not just like one department. They've really spread it out to see how this study goes. So uh, they go on to say Kylie Bishop, who's the Medibank Group Leader for People, Spaces and Sustainability, she goes on to say, our hypothesis is that by creating the opportunity for even greater flexibility, our people and teams will adjust their way of working to improve the value of of their outputs and reduce unproductive time, which I think that's a fair call. That's pretty good. Yeah, so basically so they're going to get um, the same way for doing four days, which I'd be happy with that. Uh, so they're joining a lot of companies who are joining it um, and trying to make this work and have trialling it. Like you've got Unilever, um, The Walk, um, More Than Mortgages, Our Community. So there are a few different places around who are giving it a crack. And there's a recent Hayes study saying that 40% of respondents believe a four-day work week will become reality within five years. I just know I've got questions, a lot of questions, and I'm watching corporates trying to push people back into their offices as well. So look, let's wait and see. I'm cl- mm. I'm keen to see what the results of this study that Medibank put out, and I really would like to try and get them onto the podcast when we've got some of the study results. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm keen to understand how you, you mentioned earlier they're they're going to be going to more like outcome focused work arrangements mm. as opposed to time. So. Uh, are they going to have to sit down at the start of each week and say this is what we need you to get done by the? Uh, that's the thing that I'm going. How are they going to do that? It'll be really mm. interesting. Why not free up our time, get that work-life balance back? And mm. um, because unlike some companies, and especially in a big country on the other side of the Pacific, <laughs> um, they think that we all live to work for them. Yeah, yeah, and we don't. We no, don't. Fuck no. We work, work to live, right? <laughs> hey, there's been some movement in the local rec tech 
industry. And, and I love keeping an eye on RecTech acquisition market. And I was interested to see this week that assessment company TestGrid has mm-hmm. significantly broadened its service offering with the acquisition of video, video, video video interviewing specialist, Weeple, no, Veeple. Um, this reminds me very really much Really, Quake, are we really <laughs> going to watch that now? Will we, <laughs> get, to, will we get to Elise Bryan? <laughs> and what a week. Um, this reminds me very much of the criteria acquisition of Alchemy Interactive a couple of years ago. TestGrid, mm. as most people would know, um, founded in 1999 and is very big in the online candidate assessment space and Veeple's a pioneer in the video interviewing space. So it's a it's really interesting what's happening. And I think, I really think that this is going to become uh, much more prevalent um, mm. over the next two years. I think that as we consolidate, as investment money comes back into the market, there's going to be some players go out there and say, let's, instead of building, let's buy. And I think it's yep. going to happen everywhere. And I'm seeing a lot more investment in the tech market. Well, not a lot, but it's beginning to slowly creep back. And I think you pointed yeah. that out last week. It's it's definitely, we've hit, hit the bottom of the market in terms of investment. Um, last week we saw employment here, I get that big 123 mil investment. And that the thing about that is it wasn't just the biggest investment this Was year in RedTech. Was it 230 mil fund around, around of um, investors? It might have been. It might have been. I think but, it was big, yeah. It was bloody yeah. big. Oh, I know but, that is. But the good thing is it, was, it wasn't just the biggest in rec tech investment for the year. It was the actual biggest investment in technology in Australia for the year. So um, mm. our area is going to get a bit of focus on, which is great. Oh, fantastic. Hopefully that is the sunshine that we're all going to be looking for for next year. Yes, yes, yeah. indeed. So I've got one here in the Fin Review. Companies have started linking bonuses to working in the office. Now, We've mentioned this before. So mm. employees at Origin Energy and some corp risk having their bonuses cut if they don't comply with office attendance rules. Now, I sort of agree with this when I read the full article, mm-hmm. okay? Policies were, policies were introduced this year to set clear expectations for staff and have come as white-collar workers are trying to strike a balance between the working from home, flexibility during the pandemic, et cetera, okay? Mm-hmm. So ComBank has struggled to get their people, their couple of hundred workers, to comply, and it's required back in the office 50% of the time each month. Now, so basically what they're doing is Origin Energy and Suncorp are saying that if you're not meeting your hybrid work target, whether it be two or three days in the office, then you are going to lose some of your bonus. Mm. And mm. to be honest, if we've got a hybrid work, you should be very thankful that you're not required back in 100%. Mm. So I, think I know ma- some people say it's a slippery slope to 100%. And look, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing a podcast <laughs> and I'd be a billionaire. So uh, I think that... It's it, it's a great privilege to have this hybrid work model now that employers know we can work unsupervised from home. And I think that if you've got a hybrid work model, it takes nothing to get out of your freaking active wear and get your ass into the office. And you know what? The social interactive could be good for you as well. But there's also a few more examples of this. Like the Times reported in the UK in September that City, Citibank um, warned it's UK-based employees that their bonuses will definitely be docked if they failed to turn up to the office for at least three days a week. 
Mm. And I think that if they've mandated it, it's fair enough, right? If they've said, this is what we're mandating, and then yeah. there's still employees who are taking the piss and turning up one day a week or one day a fortnight, then mm. there's got to be some sort of repercussion. And they've got very few ways to do it because nobody wants to sack people because exactly. uh, it, it's hard, you know, it's hard to find replacements. So if we can say, well, you know, your bonuses are tied to it, maybe that'll make a difference. Oh, look, I, I I do agree with. They're not asking for much. They're not saying you're back in the office 100 percent of the time. No, I know discussions we've had with Hung. He says slippery slope back to 100. Maybe it is. I don't know. But they're not asking for freaking much. Seriously. No. So if you're going to lose some of your bonus because you can't get off the couch with your laptop, that's your choice. Yeah, exactly. Hey, a story from our good great sponsors Indeed this week. Is your workforce thriving or just surviving? Indeed's mm-hmm. latest report titled Wellness at Work, Navigating the Path to Thriving, has revealed that fewer than 25% of respondents appear to be thriving at work. I don't know exactly how the definition goes. You're going to have to download the um, the article itself. But there are several factors contributing to the trend. The fast-paced nature of the modern workplace, increased workload, reduced engagement, isolation when working in remote or hybrid settings. The blurring of boundaries between work and personal life have left many employees feeling overwhelmed, undervalued, and disconnected. So many organisations prioritise productivity and performance at the expense of Mm. their employees' mental health. We know that. And this approach often leads to burnout, stress, lack of fulfilment, eroding capacity of employees to thrive and impacting turnover. So Indeed's report aims to deepen the conversation and we're going to put it Mm. in the show notes or you can jump on Indeed's content hub lead to get this report. But it's quite interesting. I had a read of it and it. um, I think that we understand that people – everyone's in such a confusing place. We were just talking about hybrid, working from home, back in the office. Um, There's also that disconnect with people for other reasons. So, And burnout. Burnout is is real. God. You saw me go through it a year ago and it took me, what, six or eight months to get my shit together again? Well, I'm just rolling into into summer now. I need a a break. I'm just – I'm exhausted. Yeah. No, I get it. Mm. I get it. All right, moving on, back to HR Director. So Singapore, we're moving up, going heading north, we're up to Asia. Singapore, retrenchments climb in the third quarter. So our friends up there are also feeling the pain that we've been talking about down here. So retrenchments across Singapore went up in the third quarter, according to the latest labour market figures, amid slowing employment growth. The I love this acronym, MUM. <laughs> <laughs> according to MUM, of manpower. <laughs> so mum said <laughs> it showed that there were 4,100 retrenchments in the third quarter, up from 3,200 in the quarter prior. So it, it's it's a global, it's not just us, it's not just seeing the big companies, it's happening all over the place and I feel for those people up there as well. So I'm sorry mum did that to you guys. Mm, horrible, horrible. Hey, I've got some good news. But we're oh. going to just have to wait a couple of months. So um, what's being reported by recruiting expert Trent Cotton from the US is despite rumours of an impending recession in the US, he's looking at a very positive recruiting economy for 2024. He's saying that there's a lot of resilience and growth in consumer spending, labour market resilience, tech innovation and also investment that is starting to come back into the market, real estate development, and a relatively stable share market points to a much improved economy for next year. 
So mm-hmm. he's saying that these are key economic indicators will drive growth in the job market, and it's bloody good news for us, and that we can look forward to hopefully the first quarter of 2024 calendar year, um, a period of growth, and we can put this bloody last 12 or 18 months behind us. Bloody hope he's right, my friend. Oh, yeah, well, I tell you. Remember well, the name, Trent Conton. If he's wrong, under control, and we'll wrong, be bloody go the- after him. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that'd be yeah. great. Yeah. All righty. So I've got one. Weary employers ignore a bank of international talent, according to the Fin Review. Ooh. So international students. Um, now this one, we've covered this sort of stuff before in the podcast, and I think it's just a lack of knowledge from some people, from hiring managers, from some people out there in our industry. So international students come on over here because we've got some generous visa uh conditions for them when they finish and graduate. They've had the visa granted to them for not 18 months anymore. They get a three-year visa when they graduate. Mm. And some of them even get more depending on what the industry is. They can get up to a four-year visa. And this is a fabulous group of people. Some of these people are already got careers behind them and have just gone back for extra study. So the Gen visa provisions are designed to attract people to apply for permanent residency, um, but these guys are really finding it hard to get gainful employment. Now, in my little mind, this is where I'm going with this one. I think that uh, some of these people think that these people just want to leave and go home again at the mm. end of their experience, which is not exactly true. The majority of these people want to stay. They want permanent residency. They want a career. They want to stay here. They don't want to be going back. And I think that you that's a whole pool of talent we can be looking at there. And also when they say, oh, they've only got a three-year visa, it's, it's tenure, tenure. Okay. I did some stat research here. The average job tenure across all industries in Australia at the moment is 3.4 years. In tech, it drops by another 12 months Mm. on that. But I did a bit more research. Facebook's tenure is 2.02 years. Apple engineers expect to stay 1.85 years. And get this, Google's tenure is 1.1 years. Wow. Wow. So, and then the whole Gen um, Zs across that is they are got an average tenure of one point nine. Wow! So that's way less than the the um, visas that these exactly students are able you're to. not gonna. These guys are gonna come in, you do their grad stuff as you do, and if they're great, you're gonna want to keep them. They're gonna get their PR if mm. they're still great and they want to move on and do something fabulous into a next role. That's fantastic for them. But these people are here for a career. Don't overlook this pool of talent, people. Get into your international students. And I know that uh, Lauren and Paul up at um, Monash, they have helped us out so much. And honestly, what those guys do up there with their student recruitment is the bomb. Mm. And if you want any more information on that, just get in touch with us and we'll put you in touch with them. Absolutely. Hey, are we ready to go to events? Oh, I love a good event. You know that. Anywhere where I can frock up. Well, speaking of events, I'm going to talk specifically about events only next week in Sydney because there are three of them. And if you haven't registered or bought tickets. Are we going to be freaking busy? Yeah. And if you haven't (laughs) registered or bought tickets yet, you've probably missed out, but I'll mention them anyway. Uh, We have the Great AI in Recruitment Debate next Monday night put on by the Sydney Recruitment Meetup Group. So go to their meetup page for more details for that one. Then next and Tuesday- before you move on, how the hell did you get involved in that debate, mate? You've never done a debate in your life. Yeah, well, th- this will be the first. It's going to be quite Who interesting. Who did you pay? I, I didn't even know there were rules in debating. I had no. I've got no idea about this crap. 
Oh so my I'm God, probably I'm record. This is going to be freaking hilarious. Yeah, I think I'm going to look very, very silly. But oh well. I was on the school debating team. Were you? Yes. Mm, no, I've I, I my, my wife <laughs> said, to me, surprised. I said I'm doing a debate. She goes, oh, do you? I was on the school debating team. Do you know the rules? And I said, what do you mean? What what? And she says, yes, you. Depending on what position you go, I'm going. No, no, no. That that surely. Do you think right. it's just a free for all argument? Yeah, I thought it's the loudest dog eats first. It's like WWE. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see how we go. We'll see. All right, so what else go. is on next week in Sydney? We also have next Tuesday, we've got Smart Recruiters Hiring Success APAC in Sydney. Now, you just told me it's at capacity. Yes, I it saw is. it today on LinkedIn. They it are is. at capacity. But so if, if anyone is not going to that, you've got FOMO. Yeah, but if you're desperate to go, just reach out to Rich Lewis-Jones and beg and see see what happens there. I, I, don't, I don't think you'll have much chance, but who knows? Who knows? Begging and bribery, sometimes it gets you everywhere. It does. It does. It works for me. Mm. Um, and that's how I got my spot on the debate team. Um, so now you regret <laughs> <laughs> Then next Wednesday, Thursday, you can hit the HR and L&D Innovation and Tech Fest. So jump on their website for more details. And Lauren and I will be at all three events, all of them. And we will be podcasting from two of the three events. Two of the three <laughs> events. It's going to be a busy week. You're not wrong there. Not if you've wrong. got your voice by the end of the week, I'll be very surprised. Oh, I better keep it because the following week, guess what we've got? What have we got the following week? The ATC. <laughs> Cheapest. Yeah, cheapest. that is correct. The ATC is on the following week on the 22nd, 23rd of November, and it's almost at capacity as well. They've got less than 30 tickets left to sell. Oh, that's so just that's going to sell out in a massive way. Yeah. Yeah, but you can also, if you can't go to the actual conference itself, they've got an expo pass that gets you into the expo hall for just Fantastic. 29 bucks. And my favourite is the party part in the park. That went off. We had such a good time on that night. So oh they've, brought in, uh, they've brought in a specific ticket just to come to the party. Yeah, so you can go in. When everyone else is in the conference, you can go into the expo, um, talk to all the vendors, get a free cappuccino, get some free gelato, Get a heap of get the swag. Merch. Oh yeah, uh, merch gear. Bring a bag. Get your swag, um, and and just hang out. And then when everyone comes out um, from the conference, and you still get to sort of you still get that immersive experience. But then you can also get the party in the park, which is booze and food for a lovely three hours in the gorgeous Luna Park, sunshine, and there's sideshow alley. There's rides, um, and hanging out with everyone there. And if you're lucky, we might all just end up at the Kirribilli Hotel again that night. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, last dear. year it was a bit of a. It was freaking fun as fun yeah. as. But I've also got meetups. We're heading over to our brothers and sisters across the Tasman, over to New Zealand, mm-hmm. and on the twenty third of November, you people are going to be damn busy because Wellington have got their Christmas party meetup, and Auckland have theirs. What if you wanted to go to both? It's a bit of a drive. Well, still, gee, I, oh, oh wow. look. Anyway. They've both got them on in Auckland and Wellington. So get involved with our friends over there because we're going to turn up over there next year and we are going to come and see you all. So I hope you all do oh, like us fun. a little bit. I'm that'd much nicer fun. than he is. Mm, yeah, well, that's up for debate. Speaking of <laughs> you debate. Don't know how to debate. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I've got for this week. Um, it's going to be a big one. And uh, anyway, I've got to just save this voice, I think, because we are going to be doing a lot of talking the next couple of weeks. We are. So on that note, everyone, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me and stay kind, everybody.